Do you find it difficult to come up with content ideas for your podcast? Or perhaps you've gotten stuck during an interview with a guest where you have just nothing else to ask. Try Poddex today. Poddex is the best all-in-one podcast idea generation tool. You get everything from episode ideas to interesting conversation starters for interviews, engaging discussion topics for your live streams, and even social media content ideas. With this tool, you don't have to spend weeks trying to come up with content for an episode or unique questions for your guests. Just shuffle the cards and pick one at random, hit the record button, and get started. Now you can make better content, have more fun while at it, and get your viral moment. All with Poddex. Head over to poddex.com and use code C4C at checkout. Smith. Welcome to the village. In our first episode, we pay tribute to my first mentor in education, Dr. Irvin Vance and the Young Scholar Program. Former students and staff will have a candid conversation about how the program affected their lives. For our listeners, I want you to take away key components that made the program thrive. The Urban Educator Forum Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Smith. And this episode, we're talking about the NSF Young Scholar Program um, and also a, a tribute to Dr. Urban Vance, which is the creator of this program. Um, I'm going to let the participants introduce themselves and they're going to tell their story. And we're going to first start off with Danita. Hello, thank you so much, uh, Sean, for inviting me to be a part of this. Um, my name is Dinita Caldwell, and I was in the program in 93 and 94. So that was eighth and ninth grade for me. Um, it was a, a great experience for me. Um, it really changed my focus and vision on how I viewed uh, mathematics and science. Um, I, I remember being a part of the program and saying, you know, I wanted to be a genetic engineer. um, And I never would have thought that that was possible had I not been a part of a program such as the Young Scholars Program. Uh, I never, uh, I don't think I directly met Dr. Vance, but what I would say is, you know, thank you to him for having this vision and just creating a platform for a program such as this. Um, I, I believe I was, um, so my hometown is Muskegon, Michigan. I, I know I was the only one from that area. Majority of uh, the students in the program, I believe, was from the Detroit area. Um, and so it was, it was a different world for me, different experience, but I appreciated having that um, and just really being able to bond with the other students in the program. Um, today, um, I'm in the world of supplier diversity. Um, I am the 
uh, Director of Supplier Diversity for the Austin Independent School District in Austin, Texas. I've been in this space for over 15 years now. Um, so I have a passion for diversity and inclusion and especially ensuring that our minority women-owned businesses have um, equity in the contracting space. So thank you again, and I look forward to the rest of the podcast. Thank you. Well, before you go, give me one juicy story from the NSF oh. program. <laughs> juicy. That, or, or a fine memory. How about a fine a memory? Let's see, a fine memory. Uh, I would have to say, um, I really, you know, kind of mentioned this before we started, the, um, the talent show was so much fun. Um, so for me, that is one of my fondest memories of being a part of that talent show and being able to work together with, uh, with my friends, uh, during that time. So that would be my fondest memory. All right. Thank you, Ms. Danita. Ms. Griffin, you are next. Good, um, evening and thank you, Sean, for inviting me also. And I was with the program at its beginning. And so let me tell you how that came about. I actually had just graduated from Clemson and I had taken a job at Morris Brown College in Atlanta and Atlanta is expensive. And so I had, I got an apartment but I didn't have a summer job. And so I went to Morris Brown to sign my paperwork and a call came in that day and it was Dr. Vance. And he was cr trying to create a staff and he wanted it to be uh, multicultural and he was missing a black woman teacher. So he said, I know Atlanta has to have a black woman teacher. So he called Morris Brown first because you know, you've got Spellman, you've got um, Morehouse, you have Clark, but Brown starts with a B. So he started with Morris Brown. I was there that day and he told me, he said, well, send me your Vita. And I just said, okay. I had no idea what a Vita was. I looked it up after I got off the phone and you know, because he told me, well, can, do, you, do you mind moving to the Midwest? And I said, no, I'm from the Midwest. And he told me how much he was gonna pay me, which was, you know, took care of my rent. And he also, and I also asked him, could I um, stay in the residence halls? Because I didn't have any place to live. So he said that he would give me room and board. And I just asked him that I did not have a roommate. Cause I said, I don't want a roommate. I don't want to stay with the students. But um, that's how our relationship started. Um, so, he um, he bridged that gap for me financially. And then I went back to Morris Brown um, and worked at Morris Brown. What other thing that happened, just so you all know, is um, I met Dr. Charles Roberts at the time. And he was another one of the math teachers. And so we worked well that first summer. And then I came back the second summer. And the second summer, Dr. Charles Roberts asked me at the end of the summer, how would you like to work at Michigan State University? And I said, what, next year? He said, no, next month. And I had to make it, it was, so basically it was the end of July and I had to make a decision and I moved from Atlanta basically in less than one month and started working at Michigan State. And so I have been teaching at Michigan State now for over 30 years. And I have worked with, I came here with, um, Dr. Charles Roberts brought me here through Dr. Vance and I worked for Charles Drew. At that time, it was called Charles Drew Science Enrichment Laboratory. And now it's Charles Drew Science Scholars. I also worked for Vetward Bound. And I also worked for the Engineering Science Success Academy. And all those programs 
look at taking students from where they are to where they need to be. And that was important to me because I went to Purdue. And first of all, before I went to Purdue, I'm from inner city Chicago. And I was in a program in Illinois at University of Illinois that was similar to Young Scholars. And it made me get focused on engineering because I, my undergrad degree is in engineering. And then after that, when I went to Purdue, I was in the um, minority engineering program at Purdue. So that led me into Charles Drew because I wanted to give back what was given to me. And so with that in mind, that's how my journey went. Um, starting with Dr. Vance making a random phone call, you know, old fashioned way down to um, Morris Brown looking for a black woman math teacher. Thank you. I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, what is one of the, your fondest memories of working in the um, NSF program? Fondest memories. And it's so bad if we don't say anything academic. <laughs> but um, but I, I think it's what we were talking about. We were talking before this started was being able to challenge students um, beyond what they thought they knew. Oh, and you and challenged them. Yes, you did. <laughs> So like, I know I'm, I have found these really hard problems and I didn't even necessarily know the answers. <laughs> I just gave them to the students. So like there was one like, um, and this is something that you do in higher level math. I, I gave them, I said, you're going to, I split them into groups. And I said, your group is going to count infinity. And they're like, you can't count infinity. I said, yes, you can. And you're going to go find out how to count infinity. And, you know, and I found all these little strange problems or I say, your topic is topology. And they go, what is that? You're going to figure it out and you're going to do a whole presentation. And so I still have old photos where they had to do this. You know, it taught them about um, public speaking. It taught them about research. It taught them about um, that they could do more than they thought they could do, you know, because all I did was give them a topic and I said, go run with it. You know, and they were mad and frustrated and going, she's crazy, da -da 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 -da. and then it came out great. And I still have, they made up games, they worked in groups, you know. And so then I also think the other part that was important was I stayed in the residence halls. And so even though that could be frustrating, it made for great um, relationships with students um, because I was at the basketball games. I was at the talent show. I even looked at some of the talent shows like they would say, Miss Griffin, can we wear this? And I would go, or Miss Sharon, can we wear this? And I look and go, no, I don't think you better wear that. You know, um, <laughs> or you think it's okay, then they wear it and you go, wrong, wrong choice. Um, but I was at the talent shows <laughs> at all the extra activities. And that shows that you really care. Cause I did, I do really care. You know, I believe that you can learn. And Dr. Vance, believed that people could learn and he went through a lot to get the money you know what i mean because he had retired from new mexico uh, state and he ended up coming back to michigan state to run this program you know and he believed it in so much um that he wanted to make sure that especially people um of color were successful you know and that they could be whatever they wanted to be and that engineering wasn't beyond them or science wasn't beyond them Thank you. I'm hoping I'm still on. Um, speaking of, when you talked about dress, I do have to give this story. Were any of you there when we went to Bob? Now, this is telling our age when we went to Boblo and we had the Boblo incident. 
Well, well, one day, one day I'll tell that story because we we the as the counselor, I want to say that might have been my last year counseling. Um, we had to strap up and yeah, we had to protect the women because they 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 pulled something on us. But that's another story. Do you want that story actually in this? This do you want? You can, pick, you can give a little it? bit of it if it if, okay. if if it gets bad, I put it out. I wasn't at. I wasn't at that, but I was at, again, it was talent show. And they said the song Baby Got Back was out. And they asked me, Miss Griffin, is this outfit okay? And them just standing there, the outfit was fine. But then during the talent show, and they started doing that Baby Got Back with them white jean, wrong outfit, and parents were out there, we're all going, oh my goodness, we we're in trouble. And I think it was the same set. Was the, was the same that set. <laughs> in fact, it sounded like the same outfit. <laughs> yeah, so, because I think when they y'all went on the they trip, had they had up. the zippers up. And then when they got there, they took the zipper down, you know, and so, yeah. So, yeah, I had approved of the white shorts until I saw what could happen in them, and then oh, it yeah. wasn't good. The parents were looking kind of all upset. right thank you and anything like i said anything i can't <laughs> use i will put on the <laughs> the editing floor all right ron you are up next good to go john thanks again for having me i appreciate the invite and the call out you kind of put me on blast on facebook talk about joining the call but I'm glad uh, you did that, so I wouldn't miss it. Uh, so I was involved with National uh, Science Foundation's Young Scholars. Before you get before you get started, counselor. What's your What's your name? Yep. No, what's your name? Oh, Ron Holloway. Sorry. Your full name. What you What you mean? What you looking like that for? What? The Your full Ronald name. Kent Holloway. With titles and all. The second. Oh man, you want me to go MBA, yes. PhD, doctor, yes. doctor, that the whole nine. I also add that on as we went through. I'm, right, not. Doc, I'm not even used to saying it myself. Dr. Ronald Kit Holloway, the second. I could do I'm, that. I'm, like I said, he just uh, received his doctorate, yeah. and I was sitting up there when he when he posted it. I said that that's that's one of us. That's one of us. Somebody. So that was beautiful. That's why I'm making him do that. Right. And uh, right. we also right. got um, Dr. Jason on there Amen. that's going to speak as well as well. But yes, I saw that. That was that was that. I saw he's that. the he's I the new doctor. Guy. The ink ain't even dried yet, but okay, I'm sorry. You go ahead. Nope. <laughs> you know, you good. You good. So uh, I'm, I was going to tie that in later in the whole part of the story, the impact of the program. So uh, as Sean, so Ronald K. Dr. Ronald K. Holloway II, uh, I was a tutor counselor for National Science Foundation, Young Scholars. I want to say it was the summer of 92, 93. Uh, and to me, the appeal was I was a pre-med student coming to the Michigan State University. And it was an awesome summer job opportunity. That's all I saw it as. I get to stay free on campus. Uh, I get paid a nice little chunk of change. And I get to watch a bunch of kids go through class. That's what I initially thought at that point in time. Um, and then what it meant to me was interacting with youth um, that the program basically positioned itself to be pre-STEM and pre-emphasis on STEM. So it was teaching Black kids there was a few other POCs in there, but it was predominantly black kids immersing them in the college experience at that age. And I think the age was appropriate because it was middle school. It wasn't high school. 
it was middle school. So it got a chance to reach farther back and then show these kids what their lives could be if they made this choice or if they stayed on that path or if they did something different. Now they were all bright and gifted, but they had that focus. And I think that's what that program was uh, revolutionary about. So that's why I truly appreciate it. In retrospect, again, in my 17, 18, 19 year old, my mindset wasn't that way, but thinking back to what it did and what it meant to me, uh, I was hanging out with friends, but now I can see the, the benefit for that. Um, my, my best memories, uh, aside from the social aspects and then just watching those kids in the dorms, because this is the first time these kids have been away from home for the most part, but was uh, study hall. So y'all were just wrong for that because y'all put these kids in study hall at like five o'clock to like seven o'clock in Wells Hall in seven, the summertime. Seven to it, nine. I'm sorry, it was like July. Seven to nine. Right? <laughs> y'all had them kids locked down and they looking outside and we sitting there working through problem sets every day. <laughs> so, I mean, to me it was fun because I wasn't going through it. So I would just be able to help them out and tell them to shut up and keep going and start focusing for someone like one of you would have came in the room. But for them, that was just torture to them. And, you know, I felt bad about that. But that's like the biggest memory that I had for that. And, and how this impacted me going forward was not only my emphasis and concentration on uplifting and supporting Black students. Um, it happens in, in my work. It happens with my consulting firm I just launched, but also with education and the emphasis on education. So uh, as my side job, I'm pivoted now and I'm going to start teaching part time. So in addition to the corporate job that I have that's full-time, I'm actually going to pivot and pick up teaching on the side as well uh, to give me an additional uh, uh, avenue. So uh, I start at Concordia University in St. Paul, uh, computer science and technology in fall. So I picked up a uh, four-credit class. We'll start that out. It's online, so I do it at night. Uh, but you know that exposure and that kind of gave me a little bit of a confidence to say I can't screw up somebody's life too much. Uh, with the tutoring aspect of it. So let me try to teach an aspect of it. And it, it definitely beats corporate. It's a different experience. Um, so that was a longer term impact and influence on me. So I applaud Dr. Vance's uh, uh, courageousness because going through the world in 2020 uh, as a black male, I can't imagine what he went through to get what he had to get. So I can truly appreciate him and his efforts and, and the impact that he had on these kids. Uh, I do want to talk about the study session that you said that um, that was cruel to them. Do you know? Almost <laughs> when I talk to when I talk to students that I, I come across and things like that, you know that they hated it. They did hate it, but they kept that. They kept it yep. when they went home because they said that study session. I know that this is the time I'm going to study, and I'm going to study. And they and they kept it. And some of them actually kept that that seven to nine um, <laughs> time frame because you know we had to get them there to eat. And um, it was seven. It was seven yep, to nine, yep. and, and um, until the program ended. So yes, that that was one of the things. Thank you, Brian. I'll go ahead. So I mean, ha no problem. That was like that was my one of my biggest memories. Aside from the social stuff, is the academic side. Being in the classroom was they, the study said, sessions. When they had no to joke. drag that's, themselves that's out of the cafeteria and walk back to where. <laughs> Oh yeah. oh yeah oh yeah gotta go and, gotta you know go. that's what you that's what you gave it to that schedule, that schedule was tight that's what that you gave it to and i just <laughs> sat at the door and waved as y'all walked back to wells i said i got two hours i got two hours yep yep silence in the building <laughs> yep thank you that's what i remember the most dr jason you are up
All right. Good evening. Good evening, uh, Mr. Smith. Thank you for reaching out. Um, I'm just really honored to be here to, uh, you know, honor Dr. Vance. And uh, listen, being a part of this program was probably one of the most uh, important experiences I had being at Michigan State um, that has really impacted where I am right now. Um, currently, I'm an elementary school principal uh, in Grand Rapids Public Schools, um, Hoyt Creative Arts Academy, and we're getting ready to be an international baccalaureate school um, in five weeks. Um, and here's the thing. I never thought I would go into education. I never thought I'd go into education. By the time I was at Michigan State University, I had in my mind made up that I would never go into education. I loved kids, but I would never go into education. And it was based on a situation that happened in sixth grade uh, back in Detroit Public, uh, Detroit Public Schools um, <laughs> with a teacher that I had. But fast forward at Michigan State, I was a computer science major when I first started. And the opportunity came to become a tutor counselor um, with the, the math and science program, the Young Scholars program, uh, you know, at, at Michigan State. And so uh, I became a tutor counselor starting in 1999, I believe. And I, I think I rolled it out to the end. 2002, was that the last year, 2002? Um, and it was a phenomenal experience. Um, for me, I think I enjoyed the, all the nuances of the program. You had this really tough academic core that the kids went through. The fact that they were on campus for, what, six weeks and not really able to go home um, and being as young as they were, I thought that was, one, phenomenal, but scary at the same time. Um, and I worked with the computer science uh, portion of the program. So for me, the complexity of it all was, was, was phenomenal. You had the classes, you had the, the study hall, you had, um, and one of my favorites was ethics. Remember ethics? They had the ethics session where we would sit and talk about these different ethical issues and you really saw a different side of the kid when that part happened. So that was the fav my favorite part. Um, but what really put me in a position to be here is what Dr. Vance put together. Now, Dr. Vance put together this phenomenal program, um, and it was in that program where I decided to become an educator. Um, I was in a situation where we were eating lunch, and I met a, 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 a graduate student at lunchtime with a different program who was in school to be a principal, and I've never heard of that before. Um, and so I started to think about this. I said, Dr. Vance created opportunities for kids from Detroit, Benton Harbor, Muskegon, Lansing. He created opportunities that uh, they wouldn't otherwise have. And in a, in a math and science-based program, like this wasn't just fun stuff. This was deeply rooted STEM uh, learning experiences. And um, you just don't hear about that. At least I didn't hear about that. I went to Detroit Public Schools. I went to Mumford High School. And um, to have a, a thorough program like that was, for me, unheard of. So being a part of that, I was like, okay, the opportunities are here. And this is how you close this opportunity gap in education, exposure. And for me, the biggest thing for me in middle school, I went to 
spend time on the college campus at Notre Dame, you know, University of Notre Dame. That was the game changer. So this experience for me to be a part of that was huge. Now, I was absolutely terrified of Dr. Vance. I was. Because he never really smiled. And to me, I didn't know where I stood with him when I interacted with him at all. I only saw him smile in front of the parents. And I always thought that it wasn't necessarily a, a real smile because I thought he was absolutely gangster, right? He had this, this pale yellow Benz that he drove around campus, this vintage, it was nice. And I was like, oh, he's an old school player. He's an old school gangster. And he would come out with his suit and he would walk the way he would walk. And that look on his face, he was so serious all the time. I'm like, I'm gonna speak to him and I'm gonna keep it moving. But what he put together was absolutely phenomenal. And to this day, I have relationships, friendships um, that, that are gonna be long lasting and lifelong because of those opportunities that he presented, not just for the kids, but for, I think, the instructors that worked in that program, um, the counselors that worked in that program, because I guarantee you, anybody who went through that program, who touched that program, are, can, can, can attribute their success today based on the interaction they had and experience they had in that uh, Young Scholars program. Thank you, that was, that was, that was beautiful. I want all of you all to come back. Um, if you have anything else you wanted to add, you, we we can do it. I think everybody, you can unmute unless I have to, let's see. They should be able to do it. Yeah, there you go. Any last and parting words? I'm gonna put my story, my I have a I have a story with um Dr. Vance. I'll put that in the um beginning credits. Um because you're right, he he was gangster. I mean, when I first met him, he wouldn't even look up from his his um table. I said, "Man, you you asked me to come here, <laughs> you will look up." But yeah, I'm gonna put that. I'm definitely gonna put that story in there because I said, "Man, I'm about to walk out of here." Who I am? I guess I didn't know who he was. He showed me definitely. But uh, any um, last minute, you got any shout outs of people that was in the program? Because um, you all, when this pro, when this um, podcast is finished, I definitely want you all to broadcast it and let people know that you own it. And we talked about them and the program. Um, yep. Any last words before we wrap up for tonight? Well, I, I'll say this about you all talking about he was gangster. Um, I did something once that just made him angry. Um, you know, we used to have a parent meeting, you know, the parent meeting. And I had told him, and he had it on Sunday. And I told him I wasn't available certain hours on Sunday. And he put my time exactly when I wasn't available. So I went to another teacher and rearranged his schedule. <laughs> and so then I got a letter that said, now he always called me Sharon, but I got a letter that said, Professor Griffin. And I knew, I opened it. And he was like, basically, how dare you? Then I took my acceptance letter of the job. I stapled it to it because I said in my acceptance letter, I will accept this job pending. I cannot, I am not available on this day at this time. And then after that, he was like, you know, he was cool. He was okay. But, he, <laughs> you know, and then, and then after that, that made us more 
that that helped our relationship because I stood up, mm-hmm. I stood my ground. You know what I mean? And so then it's almost like I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of you. You know, but uh, but then he would smile. You know, after I started working there, late years later, he would smile. And my other story was, I looked up one day and he's walking all to his brother in the math department, and I look at his, I look at him like, oh, you have an earring in your ear. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh yeah, he he, he got he got that later. He got- <laughs> What you doing with that earring in your ear? And he said, well, me and my girlfriend had a bet. And so that's why I ended up piercing my ear. (laughs) So, you know, he just walked around cool, listening to his jazz. He loved jazz. You know, he loved, he was a Sigma. He know, he loved being a Sigma, you know, but uh, like I said, but, uh, but he was serious and no one, they didn't mess with him in the math department. They did not mess with him at I'm sure all. They didn't. <laughs> with, everybody else got messed with. They didn't mess with him. So. Okay. So Any other? Go ahead. I just, yeah, I just want to say, you know, thank you to you all because as counselors, you know, we really looked up to you as role models. So you were who we, you know, are, were looking to for that leadership. You know, me as you know, an eighth, ninth grader to see someone who, for me, coming from Muskegon and where I lived, um, there weren't a lot of um, Black folks, let alone minorities in general, where I lived. So to see others who look like me and what I thought to be leadership positions, um, that was just phenomenal. Y'all were great. So my shout out directly is to you all for being the counselors and for being great. Um, I think the curriculum was just excellent. Um, I can remember never receiving less than an A in any math or science from then on, you know, in school throughout my entire remaining, uh, you know, uh, being in school. So it, it, it was really, again, a phenomenal experience. I think I had, um, I remember physics. I remember doing coding. Um, I think we designed our own um, video game or something like that. I still have the floppy disk <laughs> that we saved it on. It is a floppy. I still have it. And yep. uh, we built a rocket. I remember that. And just just having that at the core, um, just, you know, again, uh, it's just a testament to the program in general. And my shout out is to you all as counselors. So thank you. Well, you can thank Sean because he's the one that kept us in line when I remember working there. So I'm just going to say that right now. So I'm going to take it back full circle and just say from a legacy perspective, from what Dr. Vance's legacy actually is, is you, Danita, and it's all your cohorts and all of your student friends, all your friends that came through that. Because I'll never forget when I looked up and I saw you and it was like 2000 something and I'm with my crew and there you are at MSU Homecoming. I'm like, wow. And then to hear about (laughs) what you've done and to see your life blossomed, I mean, I have to say, and as you admit it, that program was a key foundational input into your success. So to me, that's what his legacy is. Not saying that you wouldn't have done it without it, but I'm definitely sure it helped and helped a number of you go through and go forward in life. So that's what I'm, I'm most proud to be a part of and just to be in that realm and that sphere at that point in time. So that, that's the that's the most uh, you you mentioned something I'm gonna ask you this question um did the program influence you to go to Michigan State uh yes so first of all I had my eyes set on a HBCU 
<laughs> I just knew I wanted to go to a, you know, historically black college university. My uncle uh, was an immediate past president of Morris College in Sumter, South Carolina. So that was, you know, thrown in my face, you know, you need to come here. But um, uh, so Michigan State really was not on my radar. And so once I, you know, went through the program that really um, shifted my thinking and what, you know, it could be if I were to go to Michigan State. And a lot of my family graduated from Michigan State, but 110%, the decision for me to go to Michigan State, um, I attribute that to being that was a That was a gigantic byproduct of the program because it really wasn't a recruiting thing. But when you got up there, people, people loved it. Nope. And um, and when I go to homecoming, MSU homecoming, that's why I was going to do the NSL um, um, reunion during the homecoming. It was so many um, people that I forgot because uh, I didn't, like at a point I wasn't interacting with the students directly. That's what um, the two the counselors were for. If they got to me, it was kind of a bad thing. Although I did um, play basketball with them. I um, did some of the other things with them. But, um, you know, that was a gigantic byproduct. Um, Michigan State should have been paying um, Dr. Vance a little bit extra because he brought in a lot of um, students of color, um, definitely black, and um, they graduated. It was, it was very few of them that, that um, went up there that did not graduate, they, and they graduated. So it was a bunch of NSF, um, young scholars that are also Michigan State graduates. There were at least yep. um, six to ten in my that came in um, in '97 with me uh, that was in the NSF program, and so that was also good to see. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, we we have this relationship. You know, we've built it over, you know, the program. And then now I see these same students, you know, at, at Michigan State. So, yeah, we had at least six to ten, I want to say. Jason, you got any closing comments? Yeah, you know what? I just want to give a – so, you know, we did the two of the counselors and we did the students. And uh, you know what? The program was able to run, you know, because uh, of, of you, Sean, and, and Cheryl Bobo. I don't know, if, uh, you know how long she was a part of the program going backwards. Um, but, you know, you were definitely the face of the program, the head of the program. And, um, and year after year, um, I came back. I did it for four years. And it was because, you know, of the way you ran the ship, um, the way you put things together, and the way you made us laugh. It just was a really phenomenal experience, you know, and I just want to, you know, say hats off to you because that program had to run. Checks had to be cashed. People had to be hired. Uh, tutor council needed days off. And all these things had to be put together to make this thing work. So shout out to you and shout out to you for bringing us together to make this happen uh, because it's definitely something super memorable. And I'm just, I'm enjoying this panel right now because I'm able to live through, you know, what Danita went through as a student and, and sharing all her pictures and all her experiences as well. And then and what Ron brought to the table as well. So thank you. Thank you, man, for making this happen. I know that's right. So yeah, let me go on Jason's point, Sean. I mean, I think the Young Scholar output was one uh, benefit of the Young Scholars program, but also the impact on us to the counselors. Because there's a number of us that went through that and we are changed for the better. I can say that for myself. 
James, you talked to your experience about education, that path and interaction with Dr. Vance. Sean, you and me used to go back and forth, man, and you were impactful on me in my life. And, and music acumen, we used to go back and forth on jazz and who knew jazz the most. We talked trash about basketball. We played basketball. So, I mean, as a black male in that environment, right, the more I had around me, even in Michigan State at that point in time, the better. So those are, that's, you know, that's another byproduct well, thank of that you. program. And I, I actually learned that. Program. That's was one of the things that I learned most from Dr. Vance was putting together that team. You had to have some. You had to have some superstars, yep. and um, at the beginning, um, Sharon was very, um, very influential because she would send me people um, when I had to do those interviews, and um, you know that were quality people because you got these. You have these babies. We had sixty. The biggest we got was eighty for six weeks without parents. They couldn't go home, <laughs> uh, you know, so you, so, yep. so I was looking at character and, um, you know, um, shout out to Zena Brown. That was one of the uh, female counselors um, who, as you said, Bobo. Remember Linda before Wood you was the first, the original. And Mr. Tally. Mr. Tally. <laughs> Yeah, see, y'all too young about it, but if, if we ever talk about Quantum Leap and his speech about Quantum Leap, um that was that was that was memorable. I might give a little more details on that one, but yeah, that was memorable. I said, I'm believe, because Tally used to call these meetings. I said, man, this has nothing to do with me, man. Would you please go talk to the ones that this <laughs> um pertains to? So yeah, so all of those people, I'm missing somebody too. I'm missing one. Um, like I said, you mentioned Miss Bobo. That she was one of the lads. Zena was one. Um, Mr. Harris, Mr. Harris. Okay. Um, because Mr. Harris was there when I got a break and I and I did the teacher program until the asylum ran amok and Dr. Vance said, you gotta go back, man. You gotta go back and watch and see what's going on with them. So yeah. Um, and so. I'll, even, I'll even mention Mary Reynolds because she was the administrative assistant and she, Mary would not smile, but her and Dr. Vance were like this. And as a matter of fact, when he got sick, Mary was talking to me cause we were concerned and worried about him. You know what I mean? And we were trying to find out information about him. And so, but she's the one that made sure y'all got paid. You know, she might've been fussing and frown at, she frowned at you, but she made sure everything ran. And if anything did happen, she defended. She actually defended, you know, the program. She defended Dr. Vance. Now she wouldn't act like that in front of them, but she did. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, she she did. She, she took care of the yeah. administrative stuff. That's why y'all got paid on time. <laughs> it might've been one time that, that, that the check was, um, was a tad late, but that wasn't all. <laughs> I would like anyone else before I close this out, at least the recording part. Um, I want to thank you all for coming back. Did it freeze? Y'all look like y'all froze. Oh yeah, y'all still okay. Um, <laughs> I like to thank you all. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it um um. The low tenor. That's why I wanted. We having a conversation. Um, want to thank you all for um, coming on and reminiscing about the NSF program because it's still one of the most powerful programs I have ever 
witness and, and being a part of it, that played a big role in how I operated because he, he operated in excellence and, and he would, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't lower that bar for nothing. Um, so I'd like to thank you all for, again, participating. I'll let you know when this uh, podcast is, is debuting. Um, I got a lot of work to do. So um, I appreciate you all and you all. And oh, let me say this. I am going to do the NSF group. So get all your friends, collect all your pictures. I even found a program that I can um, scan the pictures. And I got I got boxes full. So share if you need me to come up there and um, do yours. I will do yours as well, because uh, you're going to do. I got I got boxes full of that stuff and I and I need you all because I can't remember people's names because it's been hundreds, <laughs> probably maybe close to a thousand um yep, people yep. since I was in the pro since I worked the program. So again, thank you all. I appreciate it. Um and I will keep please keep in touch with each other because we all we got. <laughs> so uh and I miss you all. I appreciate the right. work that you put in back then and what you're doing now. Um, I, I smile every time I see y'all posting and things like that. And I got to keep up with Sharon because um, Sharon, Sharon's the NSF pro person that never left. <laughs> she left one year and stayed there. And it's 30 right. years later, she's still teaching the Michigan State. So, um, uh, again, much love to you all. And and I'll say that. Let, let me say this, Tell Sean, you saying that. The reason why is Dr. Vance and Dr. Roberts were the two Black professors that brought me in. And I am the Black professor in mathematics at this point. And have been since they, since Dr. Vance and Dr. Roberts both mm -hmm. retired. Wow. So part of that is a responsibility that even now that I'm teaching large classes, that's why I'm okay with that because I need students in large classes, um, students of color to see somebody of color. You know, and so, and yep. I'll say this, and you can cut this out of your recording, Sean, but one of the things that last year they gave me a special project where I didn't do STEM students. I had art majors, music majors, political science, advertising, and see, normally they would never see me. But it was a blessing because I ended up meeting students of color. Uh, one of them majored in music. You know, I'm still in touch with her. You know, another one um, advertised. You know, I mean, I got to meet them, and they would have never met me because they weren't on a STEM track. And it made them be comfortable and get through right. math, and they really don't understand math. You know, they're they're just taking math to to get beyond it, and so credit. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so part of that, just to say those two men, you know, and I say this, God used those two men to bring me to Michigan State so that I could be, Mike Grimes said this to me once, and then I'm going to be done talking to you. know I can talk a long time. But Mike Grimes said, Sharon, you're going to be there till you help the last student that you're supposed to help. And I don't know who that last student is. And I keep thinking, um, Lord, is it time? You know me, but I still don't feel it's time. You know me. And so I thank God for both of those men, Dr. Charles Roberts and Dr. Irvin Vance, because they're the ones that were basically, you know, brought me to Michigan State so that I could be a help. And I could show people just, you know, that you 
you can be this color, you can be from inner city, because I'm from inner city Chicago, I'm not from a suburb, you know what I mean? You can go to a standard high school and you can and you can succeed. And that's, you know, that's my point. Okay, I preached that y'all. I'm good. I tell and, and she think I'm not gonna use that because that's where I'm going. It, it's that's that representation. And you know, that was very he was very, 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 very intentional with that. In fact, he he would smack people in the math department in their face yep. with that. So he he went out and got it. He did you he used some other professors too that were allies and um they were good as well, but um, he did go intentionally to do that. And that's, you know, um, you being the only one there, I understand that because I'm the only one at LCC. Um, and you know, that, that's, that's another, that's another podcast at another time that we will talk about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I understand that. And, yep. and you doing your thing and, and, um, we, they appreciate you and we appreciate you. Um, as well, because you, you, because you great. And that's what you do. <laughs> and that's what I tell people. I said, that's what we do. You know, we, we, we don't, we set we don't settle right. for nothing less than excellence and you can do it. Cause we did it. You know, I'm from, I'm from Pontiac, you know, how many professors come from Pontiac, but yeah. we there. And because, um, and you all got your own stories, you know, so, like I said, Jason wasn't even a, a got talked into education, and I and again looking at him and interacting with his kids with his bow ties, you know, I checked you out. And let me tell y'all this: Jason could cook. So if this if this pandemic ends, we going over Jason's house to go get something to eat. So 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 Benita, when you up here, when you up here, we go we going yeah. to the West Coast. We going to the West Side and go sit on his um, deck. And eat all his food because he be he be bringing it, he be bringing it. My, uh, my stomach growling now just thinking about it. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> well, again, I'm gonna close it out. I'm gonna at least close out the recording part of this time. I am gonna do the NSF um, Young Scholars um, Memorial page. Y'all get y'all pictures together so y'all. I'm giving that to y'all now because um, I'm gonna post a bunch of them out of this box. I need to get rid of this box. So um, thank you all. And I'm, gonna, I'm actually gonna stop it this time. Everything in the universe starts with thoughts and words. Shout out to my mentor, Jimmy Hammond for installing this principle in my soul. This is the time in the podcast where I reflect on a theme or themes of the episode. As I work on an upcoming presentation on my experiences developing and implementing equity programs, I realized that a lot of the tenets I infuse in my programs, I actually learned from my years working with Dr. Vance. In order to run an effective equity-based program, you must, one, be intentional, leave nothing to chance, two, be unapologetic, because a lot of the haters out there will ask you to water it down, especially if it's for people of color. Three, maintain a high expectation. And four, make sure that you put your band together and they are as tight as possibly can be. My best summers was when I had a great staff. I want to thank my Young Scholars family for their time to help celebrate this pinnacle moment in all our lives. 
We will end this episode with a tribute to the Young Scholars Program and Dr. Vance by my old friend, Ed Hill. Be well and much love, village. Until next time. Hey everybody, this is Ed Hill. I just heard from my man, Sean Smith, longtime buddy from the Michigan State University. And uh, he just brought back some fond memories of a program I used to work for. The NSF, National Science Foundation, Math and Science Program, which I was introduced to in 1988. Back in the day, I was a tutor counselor for the program and it was a wonderful experience and paved the way to what I do professionally right now, a building principal in Southfield, Michigan. Um, the, the National Science Foundation program was an opportunity for kids from the hood, for minority students that didn't have the opportunity to visit college campuses and, and just be exposed to some higher level stuff. It was a wonderful introduction to that for them. And Dr. Irvin Vance, my man, I love him to death. He made that happen for all of us. Um, you know, from 1988 throughout the tenure of the program, we had some youngsters from across Michigan, from some urban areas that, you know, really wasn't a lot to do, but they did well in school. They were selected to come up to this program and spent six weeks on the campus of Michigan State, and I was one of the mentors. Myself, Bruce Johnson, Wallace Hill, and various others, but those are my mans right there, we made it happen for these kids. And I just want to say that Dr. Irvin Vance, which we lost a couple of years ago, he will always be loved, and I consider him a mentor, and uplifting me and giving me the foundation to be what I am today and Sean thanks for reaching out um, I, I just had to be a part of this and I pray that uh, what I um, share with you today today is what you were looking for and I hope that you do post it on your podcast see y'all later